Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Yo, 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 yo. God damn it. Again. Uh-huh. Did it again. Keep it. Welcome to Reasonable Wrestling. Y'all know what the show is. Unedited. Raw. Unfiltered. Underground. 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 <laughs> podcast of this professional wrestling podcast game. It is I, your host, Chris the Most High, and I'm with my tag team partner, CT, a.k.a. Chitty Bay. What's up? What's up, everybody? It's been 30 weeks we've been doing this, and we got a, a hell of a show for you today. Um, it's crazy. 30 weeks, man. 30 Consecutively. Weeks. I know I'm surprised every single week, but I'm going to be surprised every single week because... I'm not. Let's just... I'm not. We're, we're sitting down. We're doing the show. I'm not surprised. We talk this into existence, mm-hmm. and the only way we get better is to keep doing it. So we're here, 30 weeks, Reasonable Wrestling. Follow us on Twitter, RW Podcast One. Everywhere else, literally everywhere else, Instagram, Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Anywhere else you want to find us at is Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. Spell it out, people. Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. We appreciate the listens, the follows, the comments. Uh, all the interactions that we have with you guys, we appreciate it. Uh-huh. And uh, let's go ahead and let's just kick this week off, man. Um, wrestling has been very um, lackluster. It's been plotty for the most part. Um, it's plotty. been they've been they've been pulling our teeth every single week. It's like pulling teeth to just get to the show, get through the show every single time, um, every week. But um, it seems like they're trying to fix things. It seems like they're trying to turn things around. Hopefully they're pivoting this week. Are you only saying that because of Seth Rollins' promo? I'm not only saying that because maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, you're, maybe you're influenced. No, no, no. I, honestly, it's not like I'm influenced by Seth Rollins' promo. It's what what really it is is that they acknowledge their faults on TV, so they have no choice but to try to change. Right. So if you guys didn't watch Raw, Seth Rollins entered, um, started the show off. He's in the center of the ring. His music is playing. You know, dun, 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 and then it says burn it down like five times during during his music for I don't know why. You know why, nigga? We sell a merch. <laughs> yeah, everything with that nigga name on it is burn it down. So we're yeah. gonna play that clip, burn it over down and over again. But um, he cut a promo this week had nothing to do with Dean Ra- Dean Ambrose, 
it had to do with Baron Corbin and Baron Corbin's tyrant, ty- tyrannical reign on Raw and how the ratings are bad and how he has Lucha House rules. Like, what is the rules for that? Like, what is that? You got a team like the Revival and you're not doing anything with them, you know? And it was, um, I guess it was supposed to be cathartic for the fans to see that. But for me, it was just weird. For me, I was like, why was it weird? Something it was weird. We've been doing this podcast 30 weeks, and I want to say probably about 15 of those weeks we've been saying the same thing. So why not have it? Why was it? Why would it be? Why would you taken aback from it if it's something that you wanted them to address anyway? Hey, hey, hey! It's one thing to address it and be like, "All right, we're going to fix these things and then write a better show." It's one thing to say, "Hey, guys on TV, hey fans, we know we're fucking up, and we're going to address it." Live on air in this manner. I didn't say it was bad. No, I'm just, I'm just saying that it was weird to me because they don't do that. That's why it's weird. They don't ever say, "All right, uh, we fucked up. The ratings are bad," and addressing bad ratings on television. You know, for a show that people say is for kids, the kids don't give a fuck about ratings, so they don't dress ratings on TV like I, that. I don't think you know? the show is for kids. Dude, when, when was that put out there? People I, always say that shit. Oh, wrestling is for kids. You know, no, but no, um, no people who are ignorant say wrestling is for kids. Uh, wrestling has been uh, generationally passed down from adults, mm-hmm. and so like this is a, this is we're gonna get into it with um, with business and logic later with John Cena, but just like acknowledging that these performers are athletes, like mm-hmm. let's just go ahead and put that on the table. Like mm-hmm. they're 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 athletes. So um, I think for people who appreciate the art form and appreciate the craft. Th- those ain't kids. The yeah, pe- yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. The people I know. I'm that. not saying. I'm just saying that clearly they 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 write the show and they say if you don't like it, so be it. You know. Now they're saying okay, the ratings have gotten so bad that we have to address it on the show. And um, Seth comes out and he and he's pretty much railing into Baron Corbin and blaming him for all the things. So they they kind of addressed all the issues. I mean, Baron Corbin and put all the heat on. Yeah, he is Vince. You know, they put all the heat on Baron Corbin, which was not bad. I think it's actually a smart thing to do. But it was just odd to me, you know. Um, it led to a TLC match later on in the night between Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin because uh, Seth get, goaded him into it. But um, it, it that was weird. That it was weird. No, okay, but that was wasn't like, weird. But Seth Rollins was like, "Hey, I got a match in six days." With Dean Ambrose, yeah. let me put my body through hell against Baron Corbin, a guy that's not notorious for working. If they want to make it up to the fans like for the shitty weeks and they want to give us a TLC match on Raw, fine. Give us a TLC match with Dean Ambrose and, and Seth Rollins. I don't want to see the, the climax being the main heel well, on Raw. Well, that's not smart either. I, here's the thing, though. The main heel on Raw right now should be Dean Ambrose, but it's not. No, it's Baron Corbin. I don't, think he, I don't think Dean fits in as the main. The reason why is because... Dean is minuscule to the whole package of what Raw is. As Seth kind of like acknowledged in a promo, you know, your universal champion is Uh Brock Lesnar. He's not here. Who's Brock Lesnar? Uh, Baron Corbin, in storyline, gifted the Uh title to Brock Lesnar. So the biggest heel on Raw is Baron Corbin. Like, let's not. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, it's nice to see Dean get a heel. Run, but I I wouldn't even say he's the I wouldn't even say he's he's no nah. yeah he's not I, and that's what I'm trying to say like he has the main potential to be the best heel to be the biggest heel but they have completely I think utterly botched this Dean turn 
and I don't think he's winning on uh, at TLC. And I just wonder where they're going to go from here with Dean. But um, anyways, the TLC match was decent. I just think that it, almost as like I always say with Baron Corbin, I think he's trying his best and he does put on a show to the best of his ability. But if it was somebody else in this position, it would just work better. I think he's a. I think Dean. I think I don't see Baron Corbin as a main eventer. I see him as like an upper mid card. Maybe every now and then he might peek into the title picture. He's not. He can't hold the program for the main show. But I don't think he's. Hold, I think he's. I, I think that's exactly why he's a placeholder. He's he's currently holding place until they find out who is a, a formidable opponent for Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they kind of book themselves into a corner to where like they don't have any viable baby faces or even strong enough uh where the characters. fuck is Bray? You know, Jojo. God damn man, bring Bray back for goodness sake. Um I know the whole roster right now is in flux and, and people are getting injured left and right. I heard Finn Bauer just got injured. He was sick I think he was. He was sick? Okay. Yeah. Alright good. So hopefully he's not injured um and they're just trying to write shit together. So I, I don't blame them for the writing per se to the point where I'm like you guys are just try- not trying at all even though for the past weeks it seemed like they were just not trying but this Baron Corbin thing it has it has to come to his head at TLC and I think after that's over with Braun wins his match in a quick match the reason why I think they booked that TLC match though is because probably come TLC Braun is going to have a quick win on Baron Braun's injured. They're gonna have this match happen still with his injury. Braun's gonna get a quick win in this TLC match, and then they're gonna say, "All right, it's over for that match." And they're gonna go on. The main event's probably gonna end up being the women's TLC match, hopefully, because that's what should end the show. Um, but that's because Braun's injured. Baron can't, and they're trying to give us a Baron match on Raw because they know that Baron's not gonna have a full match at TLC that they advertise. So um, that's my theory going into it. Um, I don't know if uh, Braun's going to be back after that because it seems like his injury is pretty pretty bad. But if he's going to have the match, let him have it. Let's end this feud with with Braun. Let's end this feud with Baron. And let's move on to, to the Royal Rumble. Let's see what happens there. But um, they booked themselves into a corner with this whole thing because they, they don't have anybody that's compelling enough while that's actually on the show to hold the top heel spot. They could use Dean, I think. But they put you all their cards onto who, I mean, who's, into Baron. Who's who again? Who's your top baby face? And your top baby face right now is Seth. There's no way that title is the main event title. So that's why they can't hold the top program. What do you mean? This, there's no way that title is the main title. You told the you IC title. The IC title is not the, a main event the title. Top, the IC title has been the main title since WrestleMania. Since on Raw, it's been the main title on Raw this whole year. It's considered. It, it's. It's the main title because it's a traveling title and it's a worker's title. Mm-hmm. But that's not the main... That's not That's not the top prize. Like Ciampa said, I'm never doing the open challenge because my championship has to be... Your opportunity for my championship mm-hmm. is an earned one. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just give that away. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand why that Universal Championship is prestigious. It's you know what I mean? Though. Um, it's carried that way because mm-hmm. when it when it arrives and when it appears, it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. So you know, writing wise, they're they're making that title as a character mean something and have value to it. 
Um, but it's like the WWE Championship on on SmackDown. That is a viable. That is that is a championship that people can invest themselves into as a fan and as a competitor as something that they want to obtain because that title has been on screen uh-huh. and presented as a title that is willing to be defended. I mean, that's how you gain prestige with a title belt, you know, and when you don't have the universal title on the show for majority of the year, de facto, it makes the IC title the main title. And if you're going to write a show, they've written the IC title as the main title this whole year. So just write as if the IC title is your main title. Make Dean a huge, a big villain. Make Seth, your main face, and make the angle, the show surround them. The, the show has not really been surrounded around Dean and Seth, their whole entire feud. The show's been surrounded around Baron Corbin's reign Because that's overall. the show. That's, yeah, that's what they're doing. I know. That, that doesn't have to be that way, though. I, mean, I understand, but again, am, I, I, I'm coming from it from a logical place. There's no way that you can make your secondary title, your primary title, Regardless of so, the fact though the show is the is what is the main storyline, mm-hmm. which is smart. You know what I mean? It's smart that you I don't think so. I disagree. I disagree. I think that making the show the main storyline is. Uh, I think I think it's cheap in the way that Baron's not. Um, an authority figure that we give a fuck about, so it does not it doesn't hold any weight. We don't give a fuck you about know? authority figures, period. <sighs> but I think that's all antiquated in itself. I think Vince is still stuck in the nineties, and he always has to have a authority figure. So I mean, that's what he does. Matches. But my point, go my point. Go back to it. Going back to the point, you're the one who tells me that these titles are, uh, you know, constellation prizes, and these titles are. Then just make the IC title your main focus. Because it's the only title you have on the show. Like, make that your main focus. Make it mean something. Make, hey, Brock's not here. I'm holding this title. I'm holding this shit down. Seth has, a, has honorable, um, he defends the championship as an honorable champion. Have Dean be this villain who wants to get the icy trap off of him for his selfishness. But they didn't really tell that story. They just, it's really been. Because it's not the story about, it's, that's the part, that's the reason. The icy title is not even the reason for the feud. So there's no point of making that even a main part of the feud, the main part of the feud for Seth and Dean is the betrayal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so but the you can, is, but the title comes around that. You know, they they've written stories I, I where they fuse a competitive story, infuse a actual, um, you know, personal story, and fuse them together to make a story that is cohesive with the guy trying to symbolize his his dominance over the person by taking what he has. That is a story that we've seen time and time again in wrestling. They could have done this with Dean and Seth, and but they did it. But you're talking two sides of your mouth where you're saying you want it to be different, but you want it to be the same. Wait, so, no. Yes, you just said that the, it's antiquated to have an authority figure, but you're saying you don't mind it having a few mainly based around that title has not nothing the, to do with the personal issues that they have. The only reason why, I think the only reason why is the IC title match is because Seth has the IC has the strap. If it, if I see, if if Seth doesn't have the strap, it's just a it's yeah. just a fight. Mm-hmm. It's just a fight of, and it could just hold its own by itself. Exactly. Absolutely, they could put that belt on Apollo Crews and have a match with. Exactly, I see that's what they could have done. Um, they could have even put it on Tyler Breeze, like I was saying earlier today. Like I would have loved, loved to see this Tyler Breeze um, 
Seth Rollins feud that they they could tell that story, but whatever. Obviously, we're never gonna get that. Tyler Breeze is dead. He's over there fighting NXT on the main roster. He's dead at least. Um, but my point was is that Dean is a main eventer, legit. He's a bona fide main eventer. He's held down SmackDown. The fact that he doesn't have the spotlight on Raw that he's come back and to give him that push as a with his heel turn, I think they dropped the ball on it and they put all their their cards into this. Baron Corbin heel role of uh, the the their cards were figure. already there, huh? The, those cards were all, that's what I'm saying. Those cards were already there. What cards were the, already there? The cards of the Baron Corbin. Dude's been fucking general manager for like three months. Yeah, Dean only has no. But you know, they're, they're, you can have a um, Mick Foley was authority figure. Kurt Angle was a thirty figure. They weren't the main thread through the show. Baron is the main thread through the show now, and that's the thing I'm talking about. He's the guy who opens the show, closes the show, in between the show. He's having this. He has the most scenes. He's the main guy we seek on the show on Raw, and the ratings suck. So what you should have done in the past couple weeks, in hindsight, is make Dean your main heel on the show, make Seth your main babyface on the show, and maybe people give a fuck and tell a story where it's a psychological battle. And they, I guess they tried to do that, but they really kind of dropped the ball. They failed. And no one really is talking about Seth and Dean right now. They just are, just want to see the match and see what happens. You know, not that we haven't seen a death, I mean, a death, a, see, a death, a Seth and Dean match before. <laughs> hey, you, you guys, you guys know, I can't say words sometimes, a scene and death match. It's not like we haven't seen a scene and death. Oh, God. <sighs> Jesus Christ. A Seth and Dean match before, but we haven't seen it in this dynamic with Dean the heel, Seth the face, and they could have told a story in a way that makes us want to see it, but I think they failed and dropped the ball on it. Um, So, I don't know. Raw, hopefully it pivots, and I hope that this week, them addressing some of the things alive on air means they are um, conscious of what they've been doing and they try to, they're going to try to do better but oh, part of me so they made exactly. the and Chad gave a tight team champ so. oh yeah that was part of my oh we'll talk about it I mean yeah. just go with it like we're, we're, that no was, no no that was going to be part of the does Chris care thing oh does let's Chris, just go let, does let's, Chris care no let me eliminate <laughs> that question right there <laughs> 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 New tag team champions, no, Bobby Roode. Uh, Bobby Roode and uh, Chad Gable. Now, congratulations, though, to Bobby. Bobby's been kind of fun around on Raw. Chad, for sure, we've been clamoring for, like, what are you doing with Chad Gable? What is he uh-huh. doing? Um, and, again, we say titles are consolation prizes. But also, they're um, a token of appreciation say, hey, you're doing some great work. So, I mean, Chad's going out there. He's getting hella over by uh-huh. himself. You know what I mean? He's making chicken... Sad out of chicken shit. Yeah. And um, Bobby Roode, for the most part, uh, I'm just waiting for him to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that turn's going to come soon. Then uh, when it was a title, him and Chad could have an um, a angle. But I feel bad for AOP, man. And, and if I was AOP, I would have fucked Drake Maverick up for losing my title. Like, they should have had AOP just destroy Drake after that match. I think that the whole thing makes AOP look stupid. And um, I mean, team, I didn't drink Maverick made them look stupid. So yeah, 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 yeah. I Maverick did make them look stupid, and, and people love him for some reason. I don't get it. But 
I don't get it. I don't get it. But um, I mean, he has great facials. But nah, I, his faces are stupid. <laughs> his faces are stupid. Um, but forget about that whole angle. Let's move on um, to, to to SmackDown because I don't think there's anything else to talk about on Raw. No, I mean nothing else. I mean, you wanted to. Um, what else did we have to talk about on Raw? The, the, um, oh, I had a character flashlight. That's the only thing. My character flashlight this week was Nia Jax. And if you want to get us get out of the way, yeah. Uh, Nia Jax, I think she's doing a great job on the mic. Um, I think she's finding her own character with this whole facebreaker thing. I think she's shifted gears and has something with... <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Um, with Tamina and her going, um, having this... Oh, get Tamina to bleep out of here. I'm sorry, Tamina, but <laughs> Christ almighty, get that... Get Tamina out of here. And let her be an agent. Let her be, uh... Or at least... Like, how is she 15 years in the game and still a lackey? I don't get it either. You know what I mean? Like, But maybe, get, like, she doesn't mind that. Maybe she doesn't want to be a main star. Maybe she never wanted to be a main star. I don't know, because there are people backstage who just want to get that check. You know, I'm not sure if she's one of them. I'm not saying that's on you, Tamina, but um, I saw potential in her back in the day. I don't know if WWE, they probably, obviously, they didn't see anything in her. But going forward, Tamina's career is what it is. She's going to be going going down in history as a permanent lackey bodyguard woman who doesn't speak. Uh, but besides the fact Naya over there has some backup, it makes her look good. It makes her look more imposing, even though she doesn't really need it. But this character flashlight is basically to give Naya props on her mic skills. Her from her first heel run to her face run till now, I've seen a big improvement in Naya's mic work. And I'm not saying that she's on a Becky Lynch level or nothing like that. She's just improving, and that's what the character flashlight is for. Is for every week to give somebody some love to who we see improving, and I see Nia improving. She's also improving in the ring because I think throughout this year. Although she's injured a couple people, I think throughout this year she's had some pretty decent matches. I liked her match with Ronda. I thought her match with Alexa was decent, and I think she is finding her way as the big woman in the in the her big woman role on the females in the women's roster. You know what I mean? I think honestly, like it plays to what I always talk about. Like let people be themselves. Let people let people accentuate that care like wrestling is yourself times like a thousand mm-hmm. so like naya needs to go around and like i can beat your ass and what bitch yeah and i'm pretty as fuck my mm-hmm. eyes are gorgeous they just like, need to change the ring like, gear oh my crap her ring gear is trash if she come out there with shoulder plaids one more time and put that motherfucker on the field i can tell you that <laughs> I think we'll play <laughs> linebacker, goddamn. She wanna keep wearing shoulder pads. And For real, man. And then shoulder pads with the little dangles and shit on there, yeah. you know what I mean? Move um, 42. Nice. <laughs> Mine should be right there on the lines. With those shoulder pads. Honestly, it, it, she they, it's not flattering her gear. I and she's flattering. Yeah. Trust oh, me. And I and Big I, Fine and I, is flattering. Big Fine, now. yeah. <laughs> she's flattering. By but but I don't know why they choose to give her this like leather uh condom 
and put her this black, this black leather condoms. Like go out there and just. I guess they don't want her to show that those curves, but whatever. WWE don't know what to do with that. Let's see, we all know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving forward, I think that she can um, grow as a heel, and I think that she has, she has the look, she has the size, she has the moves. I think she can get a title reign down the line. I think she has what it takes to be um, champion again. Nia's here to stay, guys. If, yeah, she's injured people, but so has Samoa Joe. So has so many people. So has Seth Rollins. Give Nia a break and let her grow as a, as a, a superstar, so to speak. But um, with, that being, with that being said, I do want to give her. Um, I do want to give her proper just do. With the fact that she does need to be a tad bit more careful. Okay. Um, I know it plays into like anything that happened in WWE and things of that nature and whatnot, but I also do believe that I also do believe that um, she got she she has to kind of be a little bit more. Um, Aware, and I've never been a wrestler before, so I don't know what goes on to it. But she, she injured Bailey. Yeah, uh, she's hurt. Uh, like we said, Becky. Zul- um, she's hurt. She's Zelina, sh- like, chucked you know Zelina I mean? at Tamina's head at the Evolution Battle Royal. That was crazy. Um, so she just—I mean, I get it. Like she, I want her to use her strength. I want her to be like I like I say previous times a brute per se. Um, but I do need her to be a tad bit more um, careful just so she can um, just get out of the stigma. You know what I mean? Like the stigma of being a bad worker. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, outside of that, I do agree that the character flashlight of her progressiveness just taking um, the bull by the horns, per se, and embracing the um, embracing the... The heat that she's getting from my, uh-huh. it was accidental. Let's 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 get that of out course. of the way. Like there was no way that Naya was supposed to break Snuff. Becky's face. And Becky, Be- like, for listen, real. Becky wasn't Becky wasn't an angel either. Becky was landing them in, in stiff. If you want to go back and watch that bra, uh-huh. Becky came in hot and she and had Nia a little like, adrenaline. Fuck out of here with that like, shit. Dog, the fuck <laughs> out of here with that shit. So I understand. You know what I mean. Um... And with that, WWE has also showed their uh, attention to detail and their attention to and their their um, progressiveness, I should say, to embrace what's happening. This uh-huh. is so when I see Seth addressing something on Raw, it's only like a continuation of what they've been kind of doing per se, mm-hmm. trying to. Well, um, well with Nia, the, the difference with, with Nia is that they had to address that. They cannot have. Becky's face be broken and not address it on TV, and it's actually like it never happened. That would be a complete. Well, they could have. They could have did it, but the way they're making it, I mean, they could have. They could have said uh, due to a, a accidental, incidental, mm-hmm. like you know, something like that. that would have been a bitch. Bitch, they would have bitched out. If they did that. Um, that but know? that's my whole thing. Yeah. Like for them to be like, nah, Nia is just fucking like two plus, and she put her weight behind the punch, and that can break. It can break a grown man's face. Yeah, you know um, what I mean. So, with that said, um, I, I hope they do have do some good work on, on Sunday. Her and Ronda, um, not super 
enthralled with this with this match or angle, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Let's move on. Um, what match I am interested in res- revolves around um, the WWE champion, which is Daniel Bryan. Um, so Daniel, uh, it was announced early in the day of Tuesday that Daniel Bryan was going to wrestle Mustafa Ali. Oh, SmackDown. Uh-huh. Shout out to my Shout, and and that 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 goes into my character flashlight. My character flashlight is the roster of Two or Five Live. Just being able to have, um, just being able to, just to show that I can work with people outside that's constricted to uh-huh. this this yeah, roster. Yeah, Mustafa you know on SmackDown. We had Leo Rush on Raw, winning his first match on the Raw roster. So shout out to Leo Rush um, with your first big win on the main roster, winning over Elias. Which I thought that was not bad a match, um, the Elias and Leo Rush. I mean, uh, I mean, Leo can go. We've already talked about that. Like mm-hmm. we already know that. We already know that Leo is a, is a fantastic worker. He's uh, quicker than most, as Jr. would say, quicker than the hiccup. You know. <laughs> um, but like, but just to see that they're doing like instead of Leo just being a mouthpiece, they're showing that Leo can go in there and take a bump, which is great. Um, have it like I said, going back to Mustafa Ali and just allowing him to have, um, just allowing him to have a chance to to be. We leave like mm-hmm. I, we went to SmackDown together, yeah. and we watched SmackDown and two or five lives out the SmackDown. We was like, all right, let's go be traffic. Yep. And it's not because we want to go. We want to see Buddy Murphy or uh, Mustafa Ali or Cedric Alexander or whoever the hell else is on our Drew Gulak. Uh, let's not disrespect them. Uh-huh. Uh, Tony Nese, um, it's fantastic workers, but man, no, you know, you integrate know them, integrate them, man. You know what I think WWE is doing? I think they're using like NXT and Two Hundred Five Live as like kind of testing grounds, like a market kind of like test. They test it out, see what what works. They saw Leo Rush do his work on Two Hundred Five Live and that he was entertaining. They plucked him out there. They saw Drew Maverick, Maverick as a authority figure over there. They plucked him and put him with ALP, which was a bad decision, but they did that. And now they took Mustafa Ali, who's been putting on great matches all year with Cedric Alexander, with Buddy Murphy. Him and Buddy Murphy have this crazy chemistry. Every time they link up, they have a great match. They have another one on Survivor Series. Probably stole the show of Survivor Series, one of the greatest matches on the card, which wasn't part of the whole Raw SmackDown thing. Um, but they always put on a good show. Mustafa being on SmackDown, I thought was great. That was actually my high spot, that they actually put him on SmackDown against Diane Bryan. I, we, like, we were talking about it. We are like... We assume that Daniel Bryan probably asked for Mustafa. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Daniel Bryan was like, "Hey man, I know this guy can can fucking go." Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I'm tired of him fucking wrestling Cedric Alexander. Uh-huh. Come on, wrestle me. Yeah, give me give me ten minutes. I'll beat the shit out of you. I'll go over. <laughs> pretty much what happened too. Yeah, I wish I gave him a spotlight. Kid. Yeah, you know he definitely got a spotlight. They gave him some love. Um, and I thought the promo before that, Daniel Bryan's like, "Hey, you know, we don't have to have this match." Hey, hey, you know, these fans, these fickle fans, these sheep don't deserve this. Me and you in the ring, they don't deserve this. They're xenophobic. They're they're lazy. They don't care about us. They, they're fickle. They'll turn on you just like they turned on me. And, um, and then he slapped the shit out of him, too, which was funny. Slapped the dog shit out of him. But uh, I'm glad they actually gave Mustafa some shine on the main roster stage. I think Mustafa fits on SmackDown, too. I think they yeah. want to keep him on SmackDown. He fits. 
and he could have some I think going into matches. T- I think honestly, the best thing for you to do is to get rid of two hundred five live as a show. <laughs> um, just integrate him with the roster and have a traveling champion. Okay. I'm not sure about that. Bro, I'm not watching an hour of fucking Cruiserweights. I'm not saying that, that you should watch an hour of You not watching it either, nigga. I'm not watching it either. No guys. shit. So where the wrestling fans? Who the fuck is watching it? Here's the thing. It's growing over time. Let it give, mm. them, give it this time. Bro, 205 Live been, what, two years? Three years? Like two a, years? A year. Like a year. No, no, no. 205 Live. It was like a year and a half. <laughs> a year and a half. Now you're trying to meet me halfway. <laughs> <laughs> But no, give them give them some time. I think that if they bring up somebody like uh, who who's I thinking that was gonna pop on on the two or five There's somebody again. Who you're thought, putting you're marginalized people is what we're gonna talk about in Booking Black. Like you can't continue to expand and marginalize. That's exactly what John Cena's talking about in Business and Logic. Uh-huh. You can't expand. And marginalized. Yeah. You want to... Just because I'm under 205 pounds or 205 pounds, you want to just... I get it. No, don't get me wrong. There are weight classes. There are weight mm-hmm. classes in boxing and MMA. There in wrestling and amateur wrestling. There are weight classes. But what I'm saying is ESPN don't just give me a fucking hour of light heavyweight fights, my G. Yeah, yes, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, like boxing, don't just get a whole has, bout of the thing about it. WWE has to do something with that hour. I think that's the hour they used to used to use for main event or whatever. I'd rather see two hundred five live than the main event bullshit and superstars. I would rather so, see that too, but you got to give me storylines as well. Absolutely, two hundred five lives don't do that. And if you're not going to give me storylines, give me matches that fucking matter instead of the same matches that you gave me or tag team matches of the two matches that you had previously the week before. And that's been happening for a year and a half. So if that's the case, give those talents new people to work with and put them on Raw and put them on SmackDown like you did, and show the talent to let them know that the investment that I'm making in you mm-hmm. is paying off, and also letting the fans know, hey, you don't have to stay an extra fucking hour to see these guys. Mm-hmm. But it's, like I said, it's a focus group. They're not looking looking at it seriously like that. What they should do is hire Chris to write for Two Five Live, and maybe they have some writing, you know. But um, go, but Two Five Live is gonna be what Two Five Live is. Two Five Live has been, I think, it has been. Um, this year, it's it's pushed the boundaries a little bit in terms of getting some eyes on them. But um, either way, here neither here or there. I'm glad Two Five Live guys are getting some some. They're not bad, like barren and like banished from the main roster now. We see Leo Rush, we see Jake Maverick, we see Mustafa Ali, and I'm sure positively that we're gonna see Buddy Murphy next year join the main roster because he's he's jacked. They're gonna see him. They're gonna and he has a character. He's gonna be one of the guys that they, that come up to. So I don't mind it so much, especially when you have small guys who they know they're not gonna use. Like they're not gonna use Hideo Tommy. They're just not. They're not gonna use. Uh, a Noam Dar on the main roster. They're, they're not. So give them something to do and give them some angles and give them a place where they can just have a playground. It's a focus group for, you know, and then you know what you should like- do? Fuck 205 Live, give NXT two hours and then move those people down there. If you don't think Adele Tommy can work out at the main roster, then fucking let them beat the shit out of Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? If you don't think Noam Dar can get over that Supernova gimmick, then fine, send them back down to NXT. Give NXT two hours. Let that expand the brand if you want to do that. And then you can pick and choose of the litter of who you want to pull up. 
you know who's gonna kill me if motherfucking Vince looks like Johnny Gargano because he's 199 that's pounds that's what I was gonna say motherfucking 205 that's live. what I was gonna say they're gonna bring him to 205 Live that ain't no fucking savior to 205 Live dog. Uh, nah, that's just killing Johnny Gargano it's not really actually nah I thought back they get, they put the title on him at Brooklyn and then took him to Twelve Five Live. That might have gave him some steam, but Johnny as a heel going to Twelve Five Live doesn't work. But I don't know how he got this far deep into Twelve Five Live. Oh, it was my character, my character spotlight. Yeah, yeah, roster. yeah, yeah. Um, but I just wanted to just let them know that you know the the my my thing is like when you I, I tweeted a picture, I saw a picture of the roster saying like somebody tweeted like if one of us win, we all win. That's a legit that. That's a black mentality, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that's who that, tweeted it was Cedric Alexander. Like, it's, that's real life. Like It's, it's really a slave like, mentality. Bro, like, oh, okay, was, one of the slaves got out. Bro, it's Cedric like, dropped know? 20 pounds to be in a Cruiserweight Classic, and then got stuck there. And then they put Mike Canales in there, who you know is not under 205. Neither is fucking Buddy Murphy. <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Innovative, dog. Innovative. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? he might be on to something. I'm, I'm not going to say that the Tennessee idea is a bad idea. I think that actually he had, you made a point, but um, I don't know. We'll see what happens with 205. I think they just need to write better, man. They really do. They have some really good good talent. They got really good talent. They got really good talent. Um, speaking of something that was written well, let's talk about this rap battle. Those bars um. by the bar. That was corny. I don't know. I um, but that was my high spot. I just love seeing the homies uh, speaking. The homies speaking of New Day and Usos. I just like seeing them being able to like bring culture mm-hmm. and bring our um, bring our Ah, what's the word I'm looking to? I don't want to use culture again, but just bringing what what is bringing just a hip hop. You know what I mean? You know, like bring, bringing uh, something that we can that draws us in. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like, I think that that's it's a, it's a segment that's not wrestling, that's not a promo, but still draws somebody like me exactly. and you in in a, in, a, in a in a gimmick way. Exactly. You know, which which is authentic still. Like which is like all right, it's it's inventive, it's creative. They did it last year with New Day. We loved it. Um, New Day versus Usos. Now we had Usos versus uh, the Bar. Uh, I think the Bar with their whole Vanilla Ice shit was won it. They won. <laughs> they won. They won. They Uso, yo, Usos went in there like a real rap battle. They went in there like they're fucking uh, <laughs> fucking what's his name? <laughs> they went in like the locks. Yeah, like, you gonna go back and forth, Jada and Styles. Like, uh-huh. I'm great. I get it. Like. That is them. Like, hey, we're not finna go in there and spit no whack like they're shit. They're fucking hollow to Don or some uh, shit. No. <laughs> like, it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's like they, they come out there like they're really in a rap battle. And they, they're bouncing off each other and they're bringing metaphors and shit. Like, the the the, the, the Uzos can rap. They have real, they have they, real they have bars. Skills, you know, right? but, um. That was, that was my, that was my, that was my high spot. And mm-hmm. also, it's, it allows. Um, like you said, another segment to when we talk about producing and we talk about um, writing and when we talk about um, a, a compelling whole show, um, you need something for everyone. Like you said, wrestling is written for the kids sometimes. Like, nah, dog. Like, wrestling is missing a lot of black, you know, uh, culture in, in it. You know what I mean? I mean like, I mean, black people are not a monolith, like, and I think that on this show, and we'll talk more about this in, in our Black and Black segment, black people are not a monolith, they're not one thing, but one thing that they do avoid in WWE is just hip-hop altogether, and they'll use it when they want to, sparingly as a gimmick for, like, John Cena. But that's crazy, because everybody's you know? fucking, but every, music is, is hip-hop, is hip-hop right? is Even right. AJ Styles, who's, like, the most... 
country music moment? Yeah. I don't want to say rock- conservative, man, but uh, goddamn, man. It's yeah. not my house. <laughs> hey, Joe. Um, but I don't. I think wrestling, like, like I, again, they pick and choose of what is quote unquote acceptable in their genre. Which, well, like, let's just get into the book and black segment now. We talked about um, us uh, off the camera before the show. We were just talking about what NXT should do with their tag team division or tag team roster. And CT brought up, like, you know, well, Street Profits is not evolved, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I was like, I honestly think Street Profits is being geared towards possibly a heel run. And I feel, personally, that that gimmick or those guys will be able to... When you're a babyface, it's things you can't say. Mm-hmm. It's things you can't do. Yeah. It's things you can't portray. And that might not be uh-huh. close to you. Don't, and, don't get me wrong. Like, I was- <laughs> You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. I want to see a Street Proper's Hill run. I just don't see it happening anytime soon. They want to sell them plastic cups. They want to sell us that merch. And Street Profits right now has a a cool vibe. When they come to NXT and they're in the crowd, they're cool. They don't want to kill their cool vibe by making them heels and talk shit. I think that they bring a party kind of vibe. They remind me of when I hang out with my bros, when, my, when I hang out with my boys, go to the club. They remind me of that kind of vibe. That's a, that's a feel-good vibe, you know? I don't see that as marginalizing the the, the, the tag team. Because we, we, honestly, we don't want to see heavy machinery versus a, um, Undisputed. We'd rather see, like, maybe a Street Profits or a TM61. Or, or even only in uh, Danny Burks, I will, I'll see, rather see that again. But I um, don't see Street Profits as turning heel right now. One day, yes, I don't think they need to be turning heel either. I think you see it as them turning heel makes them grow more i see it as right now them turning heel we've seen them as face we've seen them as heel it's probably going to kill them if they don't succeed as it and i don't want that to, to keep killing them dead in the water what i'm saying keeping them in this you compared them to a black hype bros what did that do to zach Ryder? here's the Ryder? thing about it i'm saying that that didn't work for them because they're like party guys the white version it didn't work for them I think the black, I think because people were saying that they were, reason why I said that, people when, when Street Fighters debuted, people were saying that, oh, here comes another stereotypical gimmick. I didn't see it as a stereotypical gimmick. I think that black people do like to bring swag and black people do like to um, go to parties and, and drink and have their cups out and do their little dance and, you know, have that vibe about them. We don't just sit around and, hey, I'm a good guy who just wants to work hard and just, be a good old boy, which they tend to do with black guys as face. Black guys AKA as face. Apollo Cruz. Yeah, aka Cedric Alexander. You know all them. So let's make a black face group have character, and they actually have character. Give them more. I more don't time. think they have character. Would they like? What? They need. They need to do more with them. I'm not going to say they, that. They, yeah. they haven't spoke 
anything like the the quote unquote feud that they had with the Mighty or TM61 as you call them, whatever the wherever mm-hmm. hell them guys' name is. One of them stole a chain. You know what happens when you steal a black guy's chain? We don't see you for a while, dog. <laughs> Instead, we didn't see the black guy for a while. <laughs> and they went somewhere else. <laughs> this is what I'm yeah. saying. Like, yeah. how these white dudes run you off your own joint? And granted, they are evolving. They're, 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 but all I'm saying is, NXT is their show. NXT is their party. NXT is where they bring the swag like nobody can. Mm-hmm. How the fuck am I supposed to see them at Evolve? I don't know why they're shipping all the black guys to Evolve. They just ain't even Velvet Team, but he came back because he's too good. But where he's been? Yeah, he, on TV? yeah, he's not on TV right now either. What the fuck are they doing with the black guys on NXT? Where's Keith Lee? What the fuck are you doing with Keith Lee? God damn. This is why I'm saying. We can do Booking Black on all of them. This is why I'm saying. This is why we do Booking Black, because they don't know how to book a black character. And if you guys are hearing us for the first time, this show started based off of just trying to represent us, you know, in in the the wrestling atmosphere the proper way, you know? And I'm not, like, we, we talk about New Day all the time, and they're doing their thing, making their money, do their thing. But there's another side to it where... Um, yeah, I'm not saying black people can't have a gimmick and be, be um, quote-unquote, stereotypes on TV or whatever you want to say. But you can't make every black character a stereotype and every black character like, has why, to... Like, why my man couldn't be Bobby effing Lashley? Uh-huh. Like, why they had to give it to Seth Rollins? Like, why my man can't come and like, you know who I am? I'm Bobby effing Lashley. You not who... You, do you not know who that is? Bitch! <laughs> and punch somebody in the face. Like or you know mm-hmm. or, or you know if you if you're gonna make him a heel yeah. you know what I mean but you give Seth freaking Rollins Seth effing Rollins to a baby face my thing is is that it's very very um, difficult to follow when every time you see someone that looks like you they're not representing you or they're representing you to an extent to where you're like damn them niggas is. Yeah. Doing a lot. Yeah. Like when Montez comes and does the. <laughs> like my man's doing a whole lot. You know what I mean? Like, he, I lo- bro, I love Montez, dog. Uh-huh. Montez is going to be a star, but he's not going to be a star doing this. Uh, why not? Why bro, not? He's not. He's not. He's not. And I, I'm not. Going I don't think he's going to be a main eventer doing that. He's not going to be a star, nigga. I'll put that on a. I don't got shit to put up on it. But I'll put up future shit. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be a star doing no fucking shoulder struggle with his hand. I think he needs more than that. But that shit can get over. You act like it can't get over. Like, we've seen but this get over. But that's the only thing that he has. We're not allowing Montez to grow within who he is. What is the Street Profits? Yeah, we need a story. What, we're like, what, what is the Street Profits? Where do they come from? What are they about? Who are they feuding with? Why are they feuding with them? Why do they have not asked for an NXT championship match yet? Mm-hmm. Why the fuck is Heavy Machinery out here getting more better, uh, opportunities than the Street Profits? Otis and... and, and they don't and, even and, get a reaction. Fam, Otis gets a reaction, but Otis only gets a reaction because he's fat. Okay. He gets a reaction because of that worm. He's a fat worm. <laughs> He's a fat worm. I mean, I'm curious to see what um, Undisputed could do with them just because they're Undisputed. I, I trust Undisputed. No, I don't. Bro, that, that's again, like, look, 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 at, look at who's Undisputed. Look, look at the size difference of Undisputed. And logically, if you have the big guys versus the little guys, then the big guys win. Uh-huh. That's supposed to logic, but it's a numbers thing, right? Cool, got it. But at the same time, 
Numbers shouldn't matter if I'm 350. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I mean, I think the only reason why we're here is because um, I think Canson ran out with like a ruptured spleen, ruptured ribs, ruptured everything. This nigga is hurting. Like after that War Games match, uh, I'm not sure if it's Hanson or Rowan, but uh, or, or I think Hanson, it's Hanson. I think Hanson it's Hanson. or Rowan. Uh, Hanson, yo, they, they he's fucked up in the game right now. <laughs> like everything is hurting for this guy. Go look up his injury. His um, injuries, it's like a bunch. He has like three things wrong with him, and they had that program going on. So now they have to put in a new big team, and it's a this heavy machinery to fix to fix that. When Street Fighters come back from their hiatus or whatever they're doing in Evolve. I think you gotta put him into the tag team championship for uh, sure picture as a face against undisputed. That's 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 perfectly fine with me. Mm-hmm. Now my thing is is that if people leapfrog them and they come back and like, what's up with that? Yeah, they can do that. I will. That's that's my thing is I'm not booking all my black people heels, but like yeah, I want are. them to have, <laughs> bro. Like for, for I want them to legit have like our my. Th- I intern and this shit with MLW. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, this is just, you know, I'm not t- talking out of school here. Or maybe I am. Fuck uh-huh. it. I'm the only black guy uh-huh. behind the fucking scenes. Uh-huh. I'm the only black guy that's not a wrestler. Uh-huh. Now, we do got stage hands and things like that, that you know, and, and things like that that are, that, that are black and stuff yeah. like that. But as far as a, a, a producer, assistant producer, helping edit it, writing, having ideas, like, that's very much a part mm-hmm. of the culture. Yeah. So when you see people leapfrog you in your profession, i.e., um, you know, when you're Bobby Lashley and you're legitimate, or you're the Street Profits and you've been there and you gain that fanfare uh-huh. and you don't get an opportunity, or when you're just Apollo Crews, I'm like, what the fuck did you hire me from the Indies for? Just to, like, I don't even sell merch, motherfucker. I got uh-huh. an A and a C. Who the fuck's gonna buy that? <laughs> Buy an AC shirt. They need to give Apollo Crews like a legit promo. They need to give these guys some time to talk. They need to give because they they give other people time to talk and fail. Mm-hmm. You know they give Baron Corbin time to talk a whole shit of a lot. They give Baron Corbin shit to talk three years ago when he had no personality and he would and he would go out there and shit the bed every single time. They gave and eventually the opportunity to fight Cena, nigga. Yeah, yeah. Because they saw him like, oh, Baron Corbin. They, they love Baron Corbin. They gave Mojo Raleigh more shit than they give Paulo Cruz, more than they give uh, Street Prop. Give any they black Mojo character. Mojo Raleigh win the Montreal Battle Royal. And instead of just having a black guy just do it and throwing him to the wayside, let's give it to another white guy because, oh, he knows Rob Kronkowski, the fucking polar bear who can catch footballs. <laughs> the polar bit of the book, which went nowhere. Who cares about Robin Kowski? It was just a moment to get on ESPN. Exactly, probably. you know. So exactly, it was just a it was just a gimmick. And WWE looks at things like it's money. Everything is money. They see Rob Brown Kowski. They see Mojo Raleigh. All right, we got to push Mojo because he's connected to Rob. Um, and and that's weak. You know, there's no substance there. You know, I think black characters can have substance. I think they can have substance without cooning, without being uh, goofy or, you know, super, you know, dancing or whatever. I think they have stories that haven't been told on a WWE screen. They have not taken a risk with a black character since the Nation of Domination. And I'm sick of it. They haven't taken a risk with them since Nation of Domination. Nation of Domination was a black storyline that worked it wasn't a freaking gimmick it was a, it was a bit of a stereotype but it worked for the time that it was at and it was uh, pushing the envelope yeah please do something 
And and and, and that goes into my my banger a little bit because I think WWE failed to know the times they're in. And if you guys have not heard this podcast, a freaking Gruden grinder can have grinders. CT Chitty Bang can have Chitty Bangers. And this Chitty Banger this week is I'm talking about the culture and the times that we're in versus what we're seeing on TV. In the 90s, we talked about it last week. 90s, we had an anti-authoritative uh, vibe in our culture in, the, in the, um, America. And that paralleled with Steve Austin and DX. And it boomed wrestling at the time. It was a hot moment, probably the hottest moment for wrestling in history. In terms of the people watching every single week on TV. The reason why Becky Lynch popped is because she is somebody who's looked at as not getting what she deserves. And people who have been on the top, who've been chosen, are getting more opportunities. We're in a culture right now where we're seeing people who are getting opportunities in real life and getting or who are making money and, and, and getting opportunities in real life where we're like, they don't really deserve it. You know, where we see that it's corrupt. The, 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 you have the, the top 1% and it's like the chosen ones can get the opportunities in life and make more money and do big things. And, you know, it, it's throughout the culture. We see people who don't deserve it making it. And when we see it on Raw, we, we can't connect to a Roman or a Charlotte as much as faces because we look at them as chosen. So what they should have been doing is telling the story of them being chosen, but as heels... And these guys who are underdogs rising to become this um, underdogs who are rising and out of the, the ashes of not being chosen and becoming uh, a star like Becky Lynch. And that's why Becky Lynch is such a hot thing right now. I was thinking about it. And the reason why Becky Lynch turned face, super face by turning heels, because we saw somebody who deserved it. And they're getting their shot finally. Are they taking it? And that's, they're taking it. And they're taking it. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. That's the same. Get the nail on the head. That's the same thing that I, I will put. You know, when I when I speak of the streets profits, uh, you know what I mean, like taking it. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. like it, you know, or any black character that I talk about, like 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 how many times are we gonna sit back and watch? How many times are we gonna sit back and we're gonna watch somebody take a spot that's deserved for yourself when you know mm-hmm. you're just as good. You know what I mean? We had a conversation about Ricochet. It was like, you know, you know, Ricochet is good, but I don't know about his attitude. But like, when you're as good as fucking Ricochet, you can walk around like my shit kind of might not stink uh-huh. with the door open. You know what I mean? Like, it, Just, it, it, you know, when, when you know when my opportunity is is taken, I can take my opportunity because uh-huh. I can do things that other people can't do. Uh-huh. So it's more like Apollo Cruz, like. Is a mini Bobby Lashley, you know what I mean? As far as dumb things, dumb people doing things they can't do, I would love to see Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman just as a battle of like, like a chosen one yeah. and someone who kind of like deserves it. Yeah, Bobby deserves it. Worked his ass off, been a vet, kind of, and and Braun is a new thing. Yeah, so like to have those things butting heads, I would love to like uh, yeah. to to see that. So. I think people would love to see that. I think people. Will, I think that's why we get behind Bray so much because we think that he deserves it and he doesn't get it. Of course, uh, we want to see him take it. So when we see guys like, uh, you know, anybody that we've seen try hard, I think there's a lot of people that love Dolph. There's a lot of people that love Daniel Bryan. That's the reason why Daniel Bryan popped off because he took it. You know, he took it back with the Yes Movement 
He took it above all the chosen ones, Batista's, the Randy Orton's, the John Cena's. He went out there and took it. He's the underdog, and that's why he's such a big star today. The same things happened with Becky Lynch, and if they noticed that in the culture, they could tell that story on TV a little bit more better, I think, and they can make more stars pop. Because there's a lot of people on the roster who can go. There's a lot of people on the roster that deserve it. We talk about Chad Gable every single week. We talk about a lot of people can make money. We talk about Kapal Cruz. Um, and they just choose not to. Andrade Cianamas is just sitting there lounging. Um, I think him and Ray's going to have a few. I think that's just... Him and Ray need to, right? I mean, I don't, It's only I, inevitable, I, I, but, but, but then again, you can't rush it either. They, they already had a match. On I mean, that, that's fine having a match, but a program. Something that when you're talking about for their culture, mm-hmm. right... And for showing them on screen, like, if you have them start speaking in their language or if they have a show in Mexico City or uh-huh. some shit like that or have a show where it's predominantly Latino and have them go out there and run a, run a, run a program or uh-huh. have Andrade, you know, I, I think that you're not off, you uh-huh. know what I mean, where you're saying that those cultural, like, what's happening in the culture, uh, in the culture can be parallel to the company, but you also have to remember the bottom line of a company. Yeah, and that's the thing. So, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, the bottom line of the company is not to appeal to the culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this wrestling culture is going to be around. Like I said, wrestling's been around generationally for a couple centuries. And uh, they've been doing a lot of things that's been questionable to the culture. Mm-hmm. Not just the culture of black people, the culture of wrestling. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they're in an echo chamber, and they've been in the echo chamber since the 70s, since the 80s. They have been in an echo chamber with this um, good old boy system where it's normal for the white guys to be on top because that's mostly um, we're living in America. Majority of the audience is white, and wrestling is predominantly a rural um white thing that they, they cling to. Um, but things change, and I think... Behind the scenes, things need to change too. Because when you don't have, when you have an echo chamber of just um, white individuals, they can't connect to a, a struggle of a, a, a black man or a Hispanic man and then tell a good storyline. Instead, they see Hispanics and say, "Hey, Lucha, you're a Lucha House Party uh, pinatas, uh, give you streamers, and you go out there and have a Lucha House Party rules. You guys have masks, and you guys are just luchadors who just have, uh, uh, you know." A party, like a Mexican party. Yeah, go out there and do that. Oh, you're black guys. Uh, okay, uh, you can dance, right? Oh, go out there and dance and rap. You know, and you're you can dance. Go out there and dance and do something to do with like basketball. Wear a headband. Oh, uh, do something that you know. You're you're an angry black guy. Go out there and be an angry black guy. I think that the only black guys that have shown range, I think, or they're only allowed to show range when they do things that they think is what black guys are. Like, that they think the black guys should be dancers, then they're like, okay, you can show range doing that. I think Mark Henry was a p- perfect example with sexual chocolate. He showed range with that, you know? But it's still a gimmick, you know? It's better than, you know, most things, but it's still a gimmick. And I, it's not something that you can sink your teeth into as a character. We don't get the opportunity to be human beings on TV. We get, we get, we don't, we don't get chance to be that. We get the chance to be entertainment and solely entertainment. When have they told a, a storyline for a black character in WWE that's 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 memorable? I think Booker T going into WrestleMania twenty maybe nineteen nineteen maybe, and then he ended up losing to Triple H, you know, and they buried him. So like, I don't, I don't, I don't think they really give two crabs. 
about telling um, minority stories. I mean, not even that, but I, I mean, they don't give two craps about the. They don't give two craps about again, man. Look who's running the company. The person that's running the company, wife works for the administration. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how much caring or giving a bleep can you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, and, and I'm just telling you why. No, I, I get it. No, but I, I'm, yeah. I mean, but I mean, but we're reasonable and we're logical. Uh-huh. So, like, when we're talking about it, like, it's the reason why. This is the exact reason why we don't get it. Like, mm-hmm. Linda McMahon is in the administration. She's in a cabinet. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or, you know, she's in a cupboard. I don't even know if she's in the cabinet. The <laughs> <laughs> way she's going right now in politics, yeah, she's in the fucking cupboard. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I, I honestly think that, you know, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, with your banger, I feel like that culturally things won't shit until Vince dies. So, there, you know. Or he does, like, the film goes away. I mean, I don't want, I'm not going to disappoint anybody, but. I mean, even if, he, bro, even if he has XFL, like, you think he's still, like, I, he owns and shares $2.3 billion of the company. Mm-hmm. He has to die. <laughs> like, that's it? That's it. That's the only way. Bro, I can leave. I can. You think Vince not going to catch a charter plane from an XFL game just to come back and fuck Raw up, nigga? <laughs> Oh yeah, he that, will. That is the most Vince thing. No that, shit. That, that he would do. So <laughs> I, I com- completely with you. I I completely agree. Yeah, Vince would do that. Um, but yeah, get, just hire more black writers. Hire my boy Chris. Hire hire some other people. Shout out to know, Kaz. Shout out to Kaz. Shout, uh, AKA uh, TV time. TV time. Kaz. Yeah, he's learning from Adam he's Pierce. Learned- <laughs> <laughs> Adam Pierce is gonna get his goddamn TV time. Adam bro. Pierce is always getting his TV time, and uh, Kaz is getting his backstage TV time all the time. So shout out to Kaz. Shout out to Adam Pierce. Shout out to Vance Archer, you know? Uh, Shout out to all these people. We're, okay, we're an hour into the show. Let's hurry up and get <laughs> Oh, the- shit. I didn't realize that we're that long into the show. Um, um, real quick, this Oscar Charlotte Becky thing. I mean, I was just about to say TLC is Sunday, so let's go ahead and predict and let's all save right, Oscar, Charlotte, and Becky as our main event, and we'll talk okay. about them. All right, bet. Um, so with that, TLC is... Sunday, um, so we do the reluctant prediction show that Chris is doing. <laughs> so does Chris care about predictions? Fuck no, not his plan. Um, all right, this our truth and uh, gender our truth. Carmella versus uh, who cares? What about the that fuck? Match. I didn't know our truth had a match. <laughs> it's the mixed match challenge final. Where the what? winning team gets the 30th entrance in the fucking finals. Our true How Carmella the fuck did they end up in the finals? Wasn't Jinder and, and Alicia like again, O and whatever? Again, this is why I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, so that's the main event for the mixed match challenge. After all this, you had AJs, you had Charlotte, you had Asuka, you had Miz. And it's the main event, the finals is Jinder Mahal, Alicia Fox versus R Truth and Carmella. I don't give a fuck. Thank you. <laughs> Next match on the card that we see Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose in a singles match. No stipulation, this. just an icy strap. I think Dean's going to win. Seth is winning this. I think Dean, sh- like, if they want to not kill his damn heel turn, Dean should win this and then see what we're going to take him. But I think Seth is going to hold it. <sighs> Go with your first mind. Yeah, I think Seth is going to hold it. Thank you. Next match they have is the Baron Corbin. Braun Strowman TLC match. I mean, Corbin just had a TLC match, so 
I mean, oh my God, TLC versus. I mean, he he's now has more TLC matches than most people on the roster. Um, but if um, Strowman wins, he'll get his Universal Title at Royal Rumble or Universal Title match, which um, we all know is gonna happen at Royal Rumble. And Bor- uh, Corbin will be stripped of all authority power. If Corbin wins, he's full time general manager of Raw. Um, for God's sake, let's just. Well, for I mean, let's not forget. Sorry for using your name in vain. Because you probably don't care as much as I don't either. So, for like... <laughs> for whatever you want to do, I don't care. But I think Braun's going to win. Yeah, I think Braun's going to win. I mean, this is definitely winning. I don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, um, act like it's like a guess. Nah, it's not a guess. It's a, it's a spoiler. Braun's winning. It's uh, not a spoiler. All right, what is it? It's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. Sorry, sorry Paul. <laughs> I usually shout out the other Paul. He can hire me, maybe. Or if you can, I'll get your shit right. Um, the next, the next match we got is Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. I think Ronda Ronda keeps it, of course. Uh-huh. Um, next match we got is Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre in a singles match. True. Um, yeah, Drew got a lot of steam. Yeah, and Finn can take a loss. Um, Finn's always going to take a loss. The next match we have is a ladder match. Bobby Lashley versus Elias and the guitar. <laughs> Can you believe that? Bobby Lashley's in a ladder match? <laughs> I guess Elias. I mean, um, it's just as bad as Vince Russo writing a guitar on a pole match, but there's that. I think uh, Bobby Lashley beats the shit out of Elias. Oh, no. Elias is winning this. They're giving, they're giving. Uh, I root for everybody, black man. I mean, I rooting for Bobby, but we so all know he's Bobby, not. Man. Nah, Elias got this. All right, cool. I got Bobby. Um, next, we have Natalia versus Ruby Riot in a tables match. Um, Ruby wins. Naya, I mean Natalia. Um, she'll lose. She'll oh. lose. She'll go off for some time. Damn. Um, they're really gonna have her do this angle with her dad or anything? Have her lose and go through a table with her dad on it? Sure thing. Sure thing, huh? Uh, come on, let's hope they don't do that. I'm gonna go with Natalia. <laughs> we don't, yo, do you know I have a problem with this? With this, I have a problem with the fact that Natalia came on Raw and said and brought the Montreal screw job. Like, bro, uh, you're ta- you're you wanna you wanna bring that as Chris cares about Natalia? Huh? You wanna bring up this Chris care about Natalia or that? Hey, program, listen, or I, I'm promo? just I'm just gonna say this on the podcast because to me, if you're doing an angle with about her dad passing away. The very least you can do in death is give him the just do he has and not bring up Bret Hart, his tag team partner. And they didn't do that. But I just want to... That's the only reason he's fucking famous. Don't bring it up in this angle. Uh-huh. You, don't, you don't have to bring it up in this angle. And it has Bro, nothing to do with I don't know program. shit else about It didn't about do nothing for the program. Not, this program's not doing nothing for the program. Uh, this dude, program is shit. And Jim Neihart, God rest his soul, Chris, wasn't once, shit without Bret Hart. Chris, once again, you're missing the point. No, man. I don't, I don't, man. Ain't no point to this. If, if, if Natalia comes up and brings up the Montreal screw job because it's Bret Hart, that's the only thing she has to her name is the family. Yo, her dad just passed away. That's enough motivation for the angle. You don't need to bring in screw job shit. It was just nonsense. Anyways, it's not enough for the angle. Natalia, all she does is cry. Natalia, it's like if it was enough for the angle, she would have beat the shit out of Ruby already. Or already, yeah, she should have. Exactly, exactly. If if it, if, well, if she the, should on on TLC, and I think Natalia's gonna beat her up. So like, let's see, let's see, Natalia get hers. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I like Ruby, right? Ruby's winning. 
Oh, she probably is. Randy Orton in a chairs match and an I don't give a bleep match. I think Ray goes over just to get him hot going into the Rumble. Uh, uh, Randy can take a loss. Yeah, Ray got a... Ah, uh, shit. I don't know. I don't care, but... Exactly. Yes, let me rub off on you. No, 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 no. Pause it's not even that. that. It's, not, that it's not even that. I think that... Ray doesn't even need it, but Randy, I think they're going to... No, Randy doesn't need it. Randy doesn't need it, but WWE... <laughs> period. Randy it. doesn't need it, period. Like, but WWE, and Ray's already beaten Randy at the... What's it call it? What? The Saudi Arabia show. Grand Royal Rumble or something. Uh, no, uh, not, not that one. But the the second money one. grab show. The crown draw. Yeah. The, the money grab show. So, I think Randy's going to win this one. Um, championship matches now, or I got into a few championship matches now. Well, did I do AJ Styles and Dan Bryan? No, you did not. Okay, cool. So that we'll say that next for last. But we got Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander, singles match, cruiserweight title. Oh, word! They have a spangle going on. Um, Buddy's winning that. Cedric's winning it back. Oh, get the hell out of here! I'm rooting for everything, Black Dog. <laughs> everything, everybody. I would black. love to, but no, I'm just being. Re- to, you want to be logical? I'm being you logical. reasonable. It's the reason yep. wrestling. Cedric's not winning this yep. match. Two time, two time cruiserweight champion, Cedric Alexander. All right. Does he have a character? Uh, does yeah. he? Need it? Does Bobby? Does Buddy Murphy has a character? He's a juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's never. What the fuck he is? <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> it's, fucking, it's fucking devil is what he is. Uh, <laughs> next match we got is uh, the triple threat um, tag team match: the Bar as champions facing the New Day and the Usos. Um, I mean, all these guys are five time champions right now, so I think like Usos crazy. will be the first ones to get six. Uh, yeah, give it to the Usos, please. Yeah, give I'm it to the Usos. Usos. Give it to the Usos. I'm down with the Sue yeah. Usos. Okay. Um, AJ Styles versus, versus AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan singles match WWE Championship. Daniel Bryan. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. AJ's geared up for the Rumble and he's going to Raw. Yeah, yeah. I can see AJ and Brock. AJ and Brock, we've seen it already. We're not seeing it anytime soon. No, I, see, I can see AJ and Brock for the Universal Title at Mania. Oh, hell no. That's not happening. Who's winning the Rumble? Who's winning the Roar? Roar, Roar Rumble? The Rock. That's what I'm hearing. Oh, oh Christ, though. My name. And it's going to be The Rock and Brock. I, hey, you didn't hear from me? I guess you did hear from me, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been hearing lately. Our main event match that we have, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte versus Asuka for the women's title. Um, and a triple threat tables, ladders, and chairs match, which should main event the show. I already told you two weeks ago that I got Oscar. The man. Um, you got Becky Lynch. Yeah, so the man. I mean that's that's a hot few. It's a hot storyline. I'm very excited to see the match. And you know, I'm just I, I I'm I'm ready for fights. I love fights. Uh-huh. So Oh, this I'm is gonna ready. be a it's gonna be a hell of a fight. This is gonna be the best match of the card, bar none, unless something surprises us. But uh I cannot wait. I really can't. And I think the way they ended the show on SmackDown was decent. You know, they had uh, Oscar raining on top with the candlestick, you know, speed up Becky and Charlotte. Uh, they have heat. I think they have something here, you know, and I'm looking forward to it. Is the is the belt going to be hanging up? So they don't got to do any pin or anything like that, right? Yeah, it's going to be a triple threat. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Becky's going to get that, that, that moment on the, on the ladder, that snapshot picture with her in the belt. Becky's getting that. And I think Charlotte gets to be in her first Royal, Royal Rumble, so she's definitely not going to win it. Oscar's gonna be in the Royal Woman Royal Rumble, 
So uh, and try to do it for a second time, win it for a second time. And Becky's probably going to have a match against like Naomi or Mandy Rose or something like that. So yeah, Becky's winning that. All right, so mm-hmm. we got through all twelve matches. We got our predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, let's just uh, real quick kick into our business and logic. John Cena won the Sports Illustrated Muhammad Ali um, Athlete of the Year award. Uh, congratulations to him. I also, um, I also just like I said, for business wise, logic wise, it's just beneficial for the company. Um, uh, for him not to be mar- for wrestling not to be marginalized, yeah. For them not to be antiquated, and uh, you know they are sports entertainers. You know what I mean? Sports comes first. These guys are, are tremendous athletes. Uh-huh. They work their ass off. They don't have an off season. Um, and logically, I think they put their body through just as much, if not more, than certain athletes. Not all athletes, yeah, but, but certain, certain athletes. athletes. You know, I mean, come on, golf. I mean, I mean, not that they don't have their own training and whatnot, but they're they're. More of an athlete than certain golfers, yeah. I would say. You know, and as far as Cena um, winning the award, just his philanthropy uh, mm-hmm. and what he does. Um, like we say, wrestling is not for the kids, but golly, it's close enough to it. And Cena has granted over, I think, five hundred and plus make, make a wishes. Wish, uh, so, like, guys, yeah, he's a, he's a he's a phenom- he's, yeah, he's a, he's a great worker. guy. Uh, he he gives himself to the business because he knows that the business is gonna recoup that back with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely do appreciate that and and yeah. glad that he was able to get that recognition. You know, um, shout out to John Cena, shout out to The Rock, shout out to the guys who are moving the culture of wrestling into the mainstream of um, Hollywood and just in the mainstream of media because I think wrestling has just John Cena winning this award is changing the culture on how people see wrestling. I think that him winning this award does legitimize WWE and see people like wow okay so they are athletes. Him winning the the is it called the Muhammad Ali Legacy Award? It's the like humanitarian award. Oh, the, okay, yeah. um, but um, I I think that this is this is big. It's not. I think people don't minimize how big this John Cena winning this award is because if. LeBron were to win it, we wouldn't blink an eye because it was expected or something like that. Yeah, Legacy Award. Yeah. Legacy Award, yeah. yeah. So I think John Cena winning this, is um, it moves the needle into making wrestling more accepted across the, the, the scale as here in America, here across the globe. Because in sports, they know they all shit on wrestling because it's a performance. Everybody who looks at it, oh, it's fake, oh, it's fake, you know it's fake, right? Yes, it's a, it's a performance. We all know that. Doesn't mean they're not athletes. Doesn't mean they're not valuable to a um, the competitive atmosphere and what they do outside of wrestling. So um, yeah, we'll see how this goes, especially with you know WWE going to Fox next year in the fall, and and the, and then wanting a more sports atmosphere, more sports uh, type of feel to their show. I'm curious to see where this trend goes and John Cena going down this route. Is what's meant to happen for wrestling. I, I think he's doing the right thing with leaving and doing his other ventures, because this is what gives us the platform to say, "Hey, a wrestler wins this award. That helps WWE. Out. That doesn't. That helps. I mean, it helps John Cena absolutely, but it helps WWE more than anything. Yeah, it helps the company out more. It, than legit, it makes him legitimate. Yeah. So congratulations to John Cena. Congratulations to WWE. I mean, they put out they their philanthropy work cannot be you know crossed you know. Um, Stepped on like bad dope. 
um, they 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 need to be uh, recognized for the good things that they're doing, and that's why we say that their importance matters in the culture. Uh-huh. The things that they do is important. The people that they influence is important. The people that they make influencers are important because of the way that they are transparent um, with how it affects normal people or regular people per se. Wrestlers are regular people, but they're not. You know uh-huh. what I mean? So, um, again, let's see what the company does going forward. 2019 should be a huge year for the company, especially financially. So let's see what they do uh, uh-huh. culture-wise. Well, let's see if their ratings improve. Uh, because... Yeah, I mean, not for me. I'm not watching. <laughs> well, as not as for now. All right. All right, so um, we're uh, about an hour and 14 before minutes. Before we wrap this up, let me guess your opinion on a couple of few things. All right, with this segment, Does Chris Care? Not that many things, because we talked about most of the things already. But do you care about Bobby Roone's Chad Gable's tag team run? You already said no, no right? I, I don't, Did I don't you see care. Chad Gable's ring gear? Yeah, I mean, they have matching ring gear, which I think is good for a tag team to have. But, uh, you know, matching gear. Um, but do I care about the tag team title? No. Uh, we're me. waiting for a Revival to take the belts off of them. Um, I think Bobby Roode probably gave Gable his piss robe that Drake Maverick pissed on. But um, uh, do you care about also Apollo Crews grabbing Sasha by the pussy? What? Apollo Crews picked up Sasha Banks by the pussy and threw her onto Jinder and his crew. I mean... Did you see that? I, I mean, I, I wouldn't phrase it as grabbing her by the pussy, but <laughs> it threw me off. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, do I care about it? Like, no. Of course I don't, not. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> do you care about Dean's Bane jacket? Dean No, I care more about this motherfucker wearing a fucking C2 gas mask trying yeah. to be Bane instead of anything. The jacket, The jacket's kind of cool, though. I mean the jacket is the jacket is cool, but the face mask took everything away. Mm-hmm. Every every steamable thing they have for <laughs> it. That gas mask is stupid. Do you care about Elias still shitting on hometowns as a face? But just saying, it's the heel that said it. For sure. I care. <laughs> Do it. I'm surprised he's still shitting on hometowns. But say, like, oh no, I didn't say this. So Bobby said, said this. That's what gets him over. <laughs> a heel <laughs> heel antics get you over, guy. Mm-hmm. Shit on them all you want, Elias. I'm still walking with you, except against Bobby, because I root for everybody black. And last but not least, do you care about Leo Rush winning his debut match? Come on, Leo Rush, man. Hell yeah, I care about my man. Again, anybody black, dog, I'm rooting. <laughs> so shout out to Lil Rush again. Prime time. Raw's a prime time spot. 25 years. Cable television. Um, Leo gets his, 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 his time to shine against someone that they're pushing, even though he has some assistance. Mm-hmm. But Elias is a, is, is a face. Oh, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Do you care about Heath Slater being referee? Yeah. I actually do care about this. I think it's a great character for him, like a character um, storyline for him going forward. Keith Slater's not the most amazing wrestler. Give him something that he could do He's well. He's not the amazing can, character. Either. I don't care. But he has kids. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he played. <laughs> I thought that uh, he played well into the main event with the Seth Rollins thing. You know, he um, tried to help Baron Corbin win. The TLC match, of course. you know, because John was on the line, he got kids, and he didn't really want to do it, but he had to do it. I think it's a great character moment for him. I care about it. I think that gives, I think 
you know, he's he's pretty good on with his facial expressions and his role. His he fits his role. Put it that way. So, um, props to Heath later, um, and shout out to you doing your thing. I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I I will let CT end with shout out to Heath Slater because that's not how I'm gonna end it. Shout out to everyone that's black. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. <laughs> and the people who ain't got and no kids. This wasn't reasonable wrestling. If you didn't know, now you know. Shout out, shout out to everybody who don't <laughs> got no kids. <laughs> um, pour one out. Pour one, <laughs> pour one, one that have kids. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, appreciate everybody listening. Um, this is reasonable wrestling. Enjoy and TLC. Enjoy TLC. We'll be doing some, probably doing some live stuff. We'll follow us on Instagram. Um, Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. We'll probably be doing some things live on, on Instagram mm-hmm. and on Facebook. Uh, we'll be live tweeting as well. So follow us on RW Podcast 1 on Twitter. And once again, the show will be available for your consumption. Thank you guys for listening. Um, the video will be up this weekend as well of the show. So if you have... Oh, YouTube. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Go on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We have some videos. Check us out. Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. Thank you all for listening once again. Peace out. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Well... I had to do that thing nobody wants to do. Tell mom I can't come home for the holidays. With COVID-19 spreading fast, I don't want to put my favorite people at risk. So I thanked her for the invite, told her how much I wish I could come, and that I hope she can understand. Of course, it helped that I offered an alternative. She's finally going to teach me her apple pie recipe on video chat. We'll make up for the missed party when we can. Learn more at coronavirus.wa.gov gatherings.